ASI The Journey from Sexual Addiction to Sexual Integrity In 08, my goal is to give you some realistic steps towards application and strategy. I want to help you beat this monster daily. I want to give you something that you can apply in your everyday walking around, doing life. In every show, I will give you a new strategy, a new application, a new attitude to apply today. Hit it. Say your prayers and stop it out when they bring that chorus in. I bleed it out, digging deeper just to throw it away. This is episode 54, part 2 of What Do I Do With My Heart. Last week I challenged you with uh, journaling, and I was just going to kind of put a bug in here to remind you, how is that going? How is that going for you? Are you keeping up with that? Are you writing stuff down in a journal? How's it going? One of the things that uh, I think that church people can do is they can kind of look at you and go, well, why don't you just be obedient or you just need to trust Jesus more or you just need to read your Bible more. And, and I, I want to I get you to, to get your head into digging this out. Like that song said, that song is by Linkin Park and it's called Bleed It Out. <laughs> and that's what I want you to do, man. I want you to let it bleed. I want you to get this stuff out of you like a splinter. You ever get a splinter in your hand and you can't quite dig it out, you know? You grab a pair of tweezers and you pull on it and it's still stuck in there. It breaks off inside you. You know, that's like the church people who say, uh, you just need to get rid of that. You just need to stop doing that. Well, guess what? The, the splinter broke off and it's inside my hand now and I need to get a, a needle or something and dig it out. That's what journaling is, okay? That's what audio recording is. That's what getting in community and talking about this in a safe place in a group is about, okay? I want you to, to get David's attitude, right? David didn't have this church boy attitude towards, towards what was going on in his life. Listen to this. This is Psalm 139. They speak against you with malice intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. And here's David, man. He's just being real. Right, wrong, whatever you believe, here's David. He's just going off. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? You know, I hate them with a complete hatred. I count them my enemies. That was David, man. He's just being raw and open and real. And then he says this. This is, this is Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart, and try me and know my thoughts, and see if there's any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. I continue with part two. What do I do with my heart?
lot of you might hear that and say, well, that just sounds like religion too. Well, let me tell you the difference here. First of all, who is, who is Jesus to you? I think that's an important question. Who is Jesus? Because the, the, the culture has this, this weird deal about religion. Like right now we're kind of understanding that there's a lot of different religions in the world. The, the world is, is becoming more global. You know, we're, we're starting to think more on a, on a you know, global basis than we used to. We used to think more about our neighborhoods now that the media and stuff has brought us to this kind of global kind of level where we, we see um, we have other people that come here from other countries. We, we have, I mean, it's been like that for a lot of years, but like no other time are we able to see into the lives of, of people that are outside of the, the United States, for example, from where I am. Um, I have a lot of listeners in Australia and the UK as well, uh, New Zealand. You know, we, we are more global now, especially uh, some of the folks in New Zealand with the Western culture and, you know, a lot of the stuff from the States is, is just infiltrating everywhere from the Western world, if you will. So our, our, our view of religion has come to this kind of pantheist type of, of look at, at at religion, which and it's all just religion, right? And and it, it doesn't go that deep, man. If it's if it's only religion, it just doesn't go deep enough for real life change. And that's what I'm trying to say. And here's what I'm trying to say about I'm gonna use the United States for example, and I believe this is the, the same in the UK right now, that there's this view now, this new religious view that goes it goes something like this uh, there's a story that I heard that that goes something like this and I'll I'll explain it to you and I'll, and I'll tell you why it why it doesn't make sense because there's this this attitude that you know well we know absolute truth and you don't know absolute truth okay that is that is religion that's how all wars start that are based on religious and that's why people kill each other over religion because those are the bad people we're the good people right so there's this there's a story that uh, this is the religious worldview of our culture I believe in the United States and I believe in the UK really strong right now it's this um, there's a there's an elephant right there's an elephant in the center of the room, and then you have four uh, wise men, in, in, but they're all blind, right? They, they can't see the elephant. So each one of them is, is holding a different piece of the elephant. One of them has his trunk, and he's saying, uh, God, God is like a, uh, a large, like a large serpent, you know, that kind of hangs down with, with two uh, uh, tusks in the front, and you know two nostrils on the end that's that's what god is and and the guy on the the right he says no no god is like a like a tree trunk he's like a tree trunk that goes into this big massive thing that's who, that's who god is you know and and the and the other guy goes no you you guys are both crazy you're both wrong god is like a is like a like a small snake hanging off a large rock you know that's that's who god is god's like that and then the other guy on the other side says, no, you three guys are all nuts and you're all idiots. You don't see God. I see God. God's a, God's a wall. He, he's like a big wall and you, you can't break through him and you, you can't get over him. And he's a, it's a huge wall, you know. And that's kind of the religious pantheist view, I believe, of, uh, of the Western world right now. 
that God is, uh, you know, God is so big that, that no religion can explain him. And so it's okay to, to worship whatever you want because it's all God. It, 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 it's all God. My problem with that, okay. First of all, that story doesn't make intellectual sense at all because you know. Here's the big problem with the story: you know it's an elephant, okay? You know it's an elephant. Do, do you hear me? You're sitting there going, "I know absolute truth." What's the absolute truth that makes that story even make sense? That you know that it's an elephant. Okay, without, without the elephant, there's no story. And that is the, that is the worldview, religiously, of most of the culture in the Western world right now. Jesus, the New Testament, and here's something I, I want you to, to uh, investigate for yourself if you don't believe me. If you're thinking that Christianity is just another religion, I'm just another religious freaking guy on the radio or whatever. It, it, here's what I want you to investigate. Well, look through the New Testament and, and look for the places where, you know, Jesus is, it just Jesus does not like religion, all right? Every time Jesus gets ticked off, in the Bible, it's at the religious people. All right, Jesus is not concerned with, with religion. What he was concerned with was humility and, and, and being teachable and knowing that, you know, this world is broken. There's something desperately wrong here. There's something wrong with this world. That we are alien as spirits in this world. That we are amphibian as creatures. We are half spirit and half animal. And those two sides are constantly at war with each other. Jesus is not about religion. The religious people killed Jesus. Do you understand that? I, I pray that you get that in your head. If you become a Christian, you know, these guys will they'll fold their arms and look at you and Oh, you're a Christian? Oh, <laughs> fool. You know, I I heard the elephant story, okay? I know. I know. I know absolute truth. I know who God is. I heard the elephant story. See? And that's their own smug, self-righteous, religious attitude. It's the same thing. I mean, they become what they hate. Pointing the finger at the Christian and call him an arrogance arrogance fool you don't know God I know God I heard the elephant story all right it's it's the same thing um, there's an atheist who, who made a movie called uh, the Golden Compass I went and saw this movie because I got a bunch of emails from some uh, Christian folks who said, don't see this movie. It's written by an atheist, and at the end of the book series, he kills God. Okay, I'm like, all right, whatever. So a uh, bunch of evangelicals tell me not to go see this movie. I instantly take my family and, and go see it, you know, because I know that most of them don't get it. So I go to... Uh, <laughs> I go to, to see the Golden Compass, and, and, and I liked, you know, I just kind of, I don't know, it was a little confusing to me as a movie. If I, if I just if I just give it my critique as a movie, um, it was a little confusing, and I had a hard time, 
you know, really caring about the, the main character, really, and following the story, because I don't really, I don't know if that I care that much. I wasn't involved in the, emotionally, in the person's story that much, to be honest with you. It was a little confusing. Um, but here's the, here's the gist of the movie. I'll, I'll give you some, some of the points, so you can see a little bit what I'm talking about here. Atheism is a religion. It really is. It's just another religion. It's just another way for you to deal with God. There is no God. That's how I deal with God. And the the author, I forget his name. I, I used to remember it. The, the guy who wrote the, the movie, I, I think that the concept of this world where your soul is outside of your body, right? And it's like this little creature. It, it, it's like this little animal that creeps around on the ground or whatever and it, you know and it's fun and it's you know nice and they they talk back and forth to their what they call their demon which is a kind of a weird name if you're going to name the soul that's outside of you a demon that's it, it, it gives people it confuses a lot of people because demon is a negative term all right demon stands for a dark angel and what the what the guy is trying to describe is kind of this this other this other soul, you know, that you fight with, that you wrestle with, kind of like what I talk about with a good dog, bad dog type of thing. Only, only the the soul is not evil. It's just the soul, you know. And it runs around, and the, the dialogue that the kids have back and forth with their, you know, their soul, their demon, whatever they call it in the movie. Um, I thought to be a good concept. I thought it's a great way of looking at it. And the children's the children's little creature would change. It would shape shape shift, right? Where the adults, their creature was the same. Like, they would find their deal, right? And their demon would become a monkey or a cat or a dog or whatever it was. Um, I found it kind of funny, too, you know, that all the expendable henchmen had wolves for their soul, which I thought was kind of funny. In a way that I think the director didn't really want it to be funny, but I found it funny. Anyways, um... What, what's going on here is that the funny thing about it is that the bad guy, the villain in the, in the movie, is the church and the, the priests or whoever who run the church. And basically the, the character in the movie is mean. She is closed-minded. Her little creature demon thing runs over the other children and, and her she, hers is a monkey, right? And she her little uh, soul runs up to other people's soul and tries to choke them, you know, or tries to kill them or expend them all together. And, and I don't know if the analogy is drawing that, you know, Christians or church is trying to kill the fun, creative side of you, which is crazy. It's asinine. I mean, the, the, the creativity used to come from church. I mean, the, the authors, the artists, the musicians, Mozart, all right, they came from the church. And, and, and today it's, it's much different, sadly. But I, I, I see where he's getting at. But the funny thing is, is it's Phariseeism. He doesn't kill God in the end of the movie. That's ridiculous. If there was no God, there would be no anything. Well, that's my worldview, and that's the truth. If there's no God, there is no earth, there is no love, there is no nothing. So at the end of the movie, he, he kills God? No. He kills the church. He kills the, the not the church church, but the, the Pharisee church. The, just like Jesus did in the New Testament. You know, what did he say? This, this building's going to be ruined, all right? I'm the new covenant. 
you know, and basically what this guy did in this whole atheist thing, I'm sure he put a lot of hours into it and he wrote this stuff down. The guy's very creative. I mean, he's got gifts that God gave him and, and, and here he is becoming what he hates. He's telling the exact same story that the New Testament is. And that's the funny thing about the gold compass to me. It's an atheist worldview, sure. But it's, it's you know, if you look at the heart of, the, of it, it's just the guy's becoming what he hates, which is religious. But, he, but he's, he's exploring and he's talking about a real subject, which is, you know, some people are Pharisees and they are holier than thou and they do all the commandments and they think they're better than everybody else. And Jesus had nothing but disdain for those people throughout the New Testament. All right, Jesus, that's what I'm trying to tell you, that Jesus is the opposite of religion. And I'm trying to get your head around that. And here's, and some of you are going to have to check out Christianity. You're going to have to check out what I'm talking about. You know, you're going to have to go to a church that talks about Jesus. Listen, if the, if the pastor's not talking about Jesus, it's not a Jesus. You're not, it's not real Christianity. It's not real first century Christianity. My righteousness comes from Jesus, not anything that I'm doing. Okay. If their righteousness is based on what they're doing or they're not doing, that's not Jesus either, okay? It's not. So check that out. If they're not if they don't say Jesus in the sermon, leave. Okay? They if you go to any church that that calls themselves a Christian church, they got a cross out front and they're not talking about Jesus, you know, get the heck out of there. Cuz it's not Jesus. One of the scriptures that used to tick me off, right? Because I, I had this kind of religious deal that I had, went through. And then I went through this period where I believed in God, but I just didn't think he cared about anybody. Like I thought he was just a mean kid with an ant farm. So I, I had that worldview for a while. And basically one of the scriptures that really pissed me off was, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now today, that scripture is one of my my best, my biggest one I, I pray on, I meditate on because it is absolutely true. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you're struggling with this addiction, I know how tough it is. I banged my head on the steering wheel of my car. I banged my head on my desk going, please God, help me stop this. You can do all things, but not through your own power. Just like the last show, I played that song by Pillar, Tragedy. You can't do this on your own, man. You can't do this on your own. You got your fingers and your hand clutched around your heart, and you're holding on to it with everything you got. Man, let go. Let go. Find out who Jesus really is. That's my challenge for you. That's what I want your resolution to be. Number one. Because if you seek with your heart Him, everything else will follow. And I will be talking about some practical steps, some psychological stuff that you can do on level two to fight alongside this. But that is the most important. That is the most important. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I want you to watch your thought life. It's it's something I said on episode one, and I'm going to say it again. You have to watch your thoughts. You have to 
acknowledge what goes on in your mind and your self-talk. My wife got me a book, uh, Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. I'm going to put that one on the book list as well. It's a demon. It's letters by a demon to a, a uh, another demon, a real demon, demons that are trying to pin us down so we end up in hell someday, a demon who is... Because the real demons, they're trying to destroy us, okay? And they're not fuzzy little creatures who are part of our wild, childlike deal. No. A, a real demon is trying to destroy you, okay? He doesn't want joy for you. Screw tape Letters, uh, C.S. Lewis, shows this dialogue between, you know, this demon, this hierarchy demon, and the lower demon, all right? And it shows this dialogue that, that, that we all have, okay, this this self-talk. The, the movie, The Golden Compass, showed a little bit of this, except for the demon that was in The Golden Compass is more like the heart, what I would describe as the heart and the soul of a person. Um, the demon the real demons, the real dark angels out there, they're trying to burn your life down, okay? They're trying to make you make surfacey decisions and make decisions that are on the surface level, you know, tie up your identity totally in your, in your surface level so that when you make decisions, when, when you're following, when you're pursuing something, that it's what that comes out of in all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What what that means is that what are we, what are you pursuing, okay? And and what the demon that's trying to kill you is going to say is he's going to try and tie you up into your surface identity and not your heart, not your soul, okay? And if you've seen that movie and you have kind of a an, an atheist worldview and you're not too sure about Christianity because of that, listen, I'm not trying to separate your heart from you. I'm not trying to separate your creativity from you. That joyful, playful child that's in you, that's not what Christians are trying to do. That's what the demon is trying to do. The real demon. He will whisper words to you to try and get you stuck in this place. He wants you to, to masturbate all the time and be disconnected from your spouse. He wants you alone. The last thing that that thing that's trying to kill you wants is for you to have an intimate relationship with another person. Okay, if you're single, you know, you're going through all these these surfacey kind of, you know, two-month, three-month kind of relationships. You can never really commit. What are you, what, what are you, what's, what are you listening to? What part of you are you listening to? What self-talk in you is causing you to say, hey, that person does not, you can't trust that person or you know, what, just what is it? That love isn't real. That's what it'll tell you. That's its main mantra. The main mantra of screw tape, writing to Wormwood, is to destroy his patient, which is the human being that he's assigned to. And he says, you know, he says stuff like, you know, get him to live in the past, you know. 
the present, the present moment, that's the moment that touches eternity. That is the moment in which love exists in the present. Get him to think about live in the past or even better yet, live in the future. The demon screw tape tells Worm what he says. The future, they have to plan for and they have to do that to survive. But if you can exploit that future and get them to live in that future and not think about the present and not think about love, taking in what God has for them in the present moment, Screwtape says, then, then we have their soul. You know, that's just another, another weapon in their arsenal to destroy us. Okay. And so at the end of the movie, when the, when the, I don't know, the end of the book series, I haven't read the books, the end of the book series, when the, the guy, atheist writer and all his passion and all his stuff, you know, kills God in his words, I would say he kills religion. Okay, that's what Jesus did. All that self-hatred, all that that nasty, because demons talk through religious people. If anybody has the most demons that come out of their mouth, it's religious people that try and tell you that God does not love you, that God is not pleased with you, that God does not love you where you're at right now. God isn't going to love you now. God will love a future version of you. You know, they, they, they don't talk about grace because they don't have control. You know, if you if you talk about grace as a religious person, then you're relinquishing control. You're saying that, the, that Jesus is in control. Man, religious people don't want Jesus in control. That's why they killed him. Do you understand? My name is Russ. My email is... Russ at ASI 247.org. Send me an email. I would love to hear from you. I, I don't want to get in a super philosophical debate about religion. I really don't. I, I you know, the bottom line is I, I hate religion. I love Jesus. I hate religion. You don't know what that means, man. Now, I guess I can help you with that doing the shows here, but I, I'm not going to get into some philosophical debate with you. It could take hours. I'm trying to get you to get free from your addiction. That's what this show is about. I am dedicated to recovery so that your your flesh does not control you. I hurt for you in that manner, man. I've been there. It, it is painful. It is prison. It is looking through the bars. It is... It, it, I hated it, man. I hated it. I'm so glad I'm free now. I'm so glad I'm free. I can breathe. You know, being free from porn was a big deal for me. But this, this you know, this is even better. And I'm learning to be me, who God created me to be. My little fuzzy soul creature that lives inside me has, you know, has got more joy now. 
And that's what God is after. He's after our joy. And I still struggle with that, man. I still struggle with relinquishing control. Letting go. Until next time. My name is Russ. The website, if you could leave a donation. This is a donation-driven show. I would sincerely appreciate it is uh, ASI247.org please get a book off the book list don't put that off get into a discipline of reading get into a discipline of reading I want you to eliminate can't from your vocabulary okay I can't quit, Russ. I can't seem to... No, you can. You can. You just got to get back up. Get back up and fight. I know you might have fell down, man. You get back up. You hear me? You get back on your feet. You take this thing on head first. Get back up. You can do this, man. It's going to try and knock you down again. You get back up. So whether you journal, whether you do an audio file thing, whether you blog, whatever you do, um, just start to dig it out, you know, let it bleed when you're pulling out that sliver, don't be afraid to do that, be like David, man, he was raw, so the application strategy that I want you to apply to your everyday what life this week, is I want you to journal, I want you to blog, I want you to record and talk about why you do the things you do in your thought life. I got an email from a listener who sent me like a like a chunk of a, a blog or a, a journal that he was doing, and he was just talking about his daily thought habits. I thought it was awesome. That is awesome. Do that. Write that stuff down. See where you're at on your map. If there's anything I can get you to do is to put a pin in the board of your life and find out where you're at on your heart map, way down deep in your heart, not in your career. Well, I'm 35 and I'm, you know, 2.5 kids. You know, who listen, down deep in your heart, where are you on your map? Why do you do the things you do? Why do you think the way you think? Journal about that. Watch your thought life. Watch what you're focused on. Watch why why can't you bounce your eyes? Why do you choose to soak in that image if you choose to do that. Are you strong enough to do that? Is it like playing whack-a-mole and you're whacking those thoughts out of your mind every five seconds? Your thought life, how, how is stuff hitting you? When you go into scripture and you read scripture like, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Philippians 4.13. Read that whole chapter of Philippians, by the way, and journal about it. And then watch your thought life throughout the day and find out which voice are you listening to? Are you listening to the voice of truth? Are you? Are you listening to the voice of truth? I mean, just start to journal this stuff out. Just start to think about this stuff and and get it and pray about it and get it inside your spirit, not just in your surface identity, not just in your your theological religious attitude or your psychology attitude. I mean, in your heart, deeper than that, level three. Okay. I want you to go deep. And remember, life is 20% the stuff that happens to you and 80% how you react to it.
and he's holding out his hand. But the waves are calling out my name and they laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The waves they keep on telling me time and time again, boy, you never win. You never win But the voice of truth Tells me a different story The voice of truth Says do not be afraid And the voice of truth Says this is for my glory Out of all the voices calling out to me I will choose to Just a sling and a stone Surrounded by the sound of a thousand warriors Shaking in their armor Wishing they'd have had the strength to stand But the giants calling out my name And they laughs at me Reminding me of all the times I tried before and failed The giant keeps on telling me Time and time again, boy, you never win. You never win. But the voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth says, Do not be afraid. And the voice of truth says, This is for my glory. Remember, go to the website, ASI247.org, and you can buy this song and all the songs I've played through the last few episodes on iTunes, right through the website. It's ASI247.org, and click on the Music tab.